So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. Okay, got a review, a short and simple five-star review from Darlene Esseppel on the Certified Buyer Agent course, the CBA. She said, I enjoyed learning techniques through your course, perfect method of teaching. Thank you, Darlene. Five-star review. Congratulations, Darlene. And guys, if you want to get the Certified Buyer Agent course, got a free seven-day trial, just go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, been trying to get this guy on this show for years, man. We talked about two years back. He's like, yeah, I'm coming on, and, uh, you know, life got in the way on both ends, and I was lucky enough to get him out of a, get him when he was not on the road, and he's not with a client, one of his many, many high-paying clients, and uh, and uh, get him on the show today. So I'm excited, man. This is uh, This is a first, and... We're going to get into some really, really, really good stuff. So get your paper and pencil ready uh, or your notes on your phone because uh, this is going to be a good one. Mr. Dean Jackson, wow. welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. I'm super excited. This is awesome. Hey, Dean, finally. why don't you cut? Yeah, finally. Great, Scott. I'm about 800 episodes in now, and I got you. So listen, what, uh, why don't you tell everybody who you are, Dean, so they get to know you better. Sure. I'm Dean Jackson, and this past Thanksgiving, I celebrated the 30th anniversary of the day I got my real estate license. No kidding. Yes. So 30 years, and I mean, it's amazing. It's gone by very fast. Started out, you know, as a real estate agent just outside of Toronto. Um, You know, I've had two big loves in my life. It's real estate and marketing, and uh, I've been fortunate that the real estate has been a great lens for marketing. I started out trying to learn and figure out marketing for my own business. And then what I was able to do was package up the things that I was doing that I'd figured out to generate business in my business, license that to other realtors, and then uh, Joe Stump and I were uh, teamed up to build uh, by referral only, which was a, a big coaching organization. Well, I didn't know uh, that you helped you help Stump build that. Yeah, we built that for about 15 years together. No and yeah, still going. I mean, by referral only, still, um, still going. And but we did big, uh, you know, events every month for 15 years. And so I learned a lot about marketing a business that markets to businesses that are helping people. So all of that stuff has really opened up the world for going into all kinds of marketing things for me. But my first love 
and real love is always applying it to real estate. That's beautiful. And, yeah. and, and so what do you do now? How would you describe yourself to somebody you met in an elevator, Dean? Well, that's good. So right now, I'm, I do a podcast called The Listing Agent Lifestyle. And I have a host a community called GoGo Agent, where we have um, agents that are applying all these elements of what I call the listing agent lifestyle into their business. And so I've really been passionate about creating and documenting tools and systems that are plug and play for people that they can just turn this on and get a result. Like I read Michael Gerber's book, The E-Myth, back when it was, before it was revisited, the first uh, version of The E-Myth. <laughs> yeah, me too, me too, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I got that on a really deep level. You know, I got the idea of the franchise. Yeah, when time. people weren't getting that. When, you know, when that, that was before teams, right? When, when, when yeah. the real estate agent had to do every single thing themselves, and having a team was, you know, atrocious, right? That, that was a travesty in the real estate field. That's cheating. That's cheating. All that volume. Cheating. Yeah, cheating. Yeah. Lance Armstrong and testosterone. That's, you can't rack up numbers and commissions when someone else is back, although that's what brokers have been doing for years. Exactly. But it's so funny. So, you know, I, in that reflection, when I was looking back at the 30 years, I started looking and seeing all the things that there's so many things that have changed in 30 years. I mean, you can imagine the technology. When I started out, the highest tech thing we had in the office was the new thermal paper fax machine that you had to like rush and get the paper and then photocopy it before the ink disappeared. You know, oh my but God. we didn't have no internet, no cell phones, no, it was all just started. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And back then, the information, when you think about how it's changed for consumers, you know, the only way that a buyer could get information about properties was they had to contact a real estate agent because we had the Bible. You know, every two weeks, the MLS catalog would come and it had all of the new listings in it, right? And people, the only way they could get information was by, um, you know, coming into a real estate office. There was no internet for them to search. They could look in the newspaper. And I remember where I was outside of Toronto, we had a local newspaper that came twice a week on Wednesday and Fridays. And if you were lucky enough to be on floor duty, the, the night that the newspaper arrived, your phone would be ringing off the hook because people would pick up the thing and then they'd have to call yeah, absolutely. And yeah, yeah, yeah. about this, right? That's funny, right? Yeah, you picked your floor duty days. Yes. We used to do that. We used to have a newspaper called the Columbia Flyer and it came out on Thursday afternoons and it was like a coveted spot yeah. to get the damn six to nine. Right. Thursday night floor yeah. duty and Friday morning floor duty. So you remember, I mean, nine to 12, man, yeah. Yeah, people would be beating each other up and, and you know, they did it based on who sold the most houses. So right. for like, you guys earned that spot. Pick their floor duty spots first. Doggy mm -hmm. dog back then. You're not going to put a rookie on that duty. No. I, I yeah. Know. So that was, yeah. you know, that was something. Now fast forward 30 years 
and everybody has access to everything about every property, including the sales history. They know about the properties faster than the realtors do, especially if they're looking at a specific uh, neighborhood. You know, they've got access to all of that. And I started thinking about how technology has changed everything. You know, like it's really made it that the information isn't the, the uh, important thing anymore. It's not the advantage that we have as, as real. Because everybody has it, right? It's right. Like, it's very difficult. And there's a lot of companies now that are, are, are trying to get the advantage of the, you know, information being, you know, the client, right? Mm-hmm. The name, number, email address, as well as other companies like Zillow and, and, and Realtor are trying mm-hmm. to keep that quote unquote information, right? Yeah. And that, is, that, that, is that the real information that's valuable? Well, the, re- the thing that happens, though, is that it doesn't, what I started looking and seeing is, does that, is that what makes the difference? You know, like when you look at this, I started thinking about, I'm a golfer, too. I started looking how technology has changed golf. And if I look back 30 years ago, the longest drive on the PGA Tour, like the long drive uh, champions or the, the highest drives on the PGA Tour was 279 yards. Okay, that was the leading driving average. Now it's 339 yards because of technology, it's improved that much. But if you look back at the thing that actually matters, the scores, the scoring average leader from 1990 to, to now has only improved by one quarter of one stroke. And so I look at the same thing in the real estate world, all this access to information, being able to publish properties all over the world and get that on there. But the fundamental thing, if we take what the core matters, is the days on the market and the percentage of asking price are largely unchanged. Those things have not improved what do you mean? That's I mean, markets change, though. Certainly, the days on the market has changed, and the, you know, and and I also think that the so let's talk about this because yeah. I'm not sure if I'm following you right because certainly the days on market has gotten shorter, and the the list price, the sale price, I think, has gotten shorter too. I think there used to be a ton of. I mean, we used to negotiate. I mean, negotiating was like. People would used to come in massively low, and it would be weeks, you know, in the negotiation. I mean, people now come in like- massively low now, and every property that comes in, there's ever there's an investor with the first offer in at fifty percent on everything. But when you look back, I look back at my personal stuff. You look back at saying to people that you know our average days on the market in a balanced, uh, in a regular market. Now you go through cycles that but it was about 40 days on the market and the uh average uh you know list to sale price would be at 98 percent plus right so it's not that the things are that hasn't as dramatically changed the uh the fundamental things the fundamental things are still there okay so what's what's your point here well, absolutely. That, that's really what's going to happen now going forward, that the things that really matter to people are the, uh, the, that exact thing for sellers is how, how long is it going to take? How much money am I going to get? Those things haven't changed because of technology. You still have to fundamentally 
at the core match one buyer with one seller mm-hmm. for this property for the yes. transaction to take yes. place. Yes, yes. And but so, think, yes, but it's becoming easier and easier with technology. It's easier to get the, the agents to adopt it and take this approach of building relationship with people over a long period of time for the lead conversion stuff. Mm-hmm. I find that the people, how many groups have you seen, uh, you know, people talking about buying Zillow leads or realtor.com leads and saying, oh, they're garbage. I tried that for, I tried that for three months and didn't get anything. Well, you know, yeah, a lot of people do, but you know, Zillow and Realtor are taking care of that problem, right? They're, they're, you know, with this best of Zillow and, you know, they're, they're basically now eventually only going to work with the cream of the crop, just Mm -hmm. like Uber's only working with the cream of the crop of drivers. If you get a 4.2, or less on Uber, you can't be an Uber driver, so then they don't have any shitty cab drivers, you know? And you see Zillow and Realtor doing the same thing now where, you know, if you're not, if you're, they're they're giving their own scores out, and if you don't meet the scores, then they're just going to drop you. So, yeah. so it, it, it is fascinating what's happened. Let's talk a little bit about the 20% yield. Oh, yeah. You know, you've got this really cool concept called the 20% yield, and a lot of agents are using it, and it's it's totally refocused the way they do their business. Explain this to me. So, okay, here's the thing. One of the things that everybody has that's uniquely theirs is the relationships that they have with the people who know them, like them, and trust them. Their sphere. Right. Everybody has it. And that's why I ask on my show, it's like, what's your number one source other than SOI, because I don't, you know what I mean? Like, cause I know yeah. the SOI. So yes, a hundred percent, everybody has it, whether you're brand new in a, even if you're brand new in a city, you got some SOI or there's aspects to create. Yeah. So go ahead. People underestimate the value of the, of small group of people like that. Hmm. What does that mean? Well, so I think that if you say to people that measure their repeat and referral business or direct business from people who know them, that they may, they may say, yeah, well, a lot of my business comes from repeat and referral, but they're not really orchestrating it. They're not in control of the way that it's happening. And so what I see is to manage that, I look at your top 150 as, a, as an asset, as a relationship portfolio, and to treat it like that, that we're managing it for a 20% annual yield. So what I mean by that is that if you have 150 people, which everybody knows 150 people, and how you, who you put on that list are the people store, you'd recognize them by name, and you'd stop and you'd have a conversation with them. Those are your top 150 people relationships. That you recognize, right, people that you people would that, see in the store. Yeah. And so it doesn't stop and say, hey, how you doing? And they know who you are, and you've got a relationship. It's not a mailer. Take 150 of those, then what? And we look to manage that for uh, 20% annual yield, meaning 30 transactions. You should be able to generate 30 transactions from that group. All right, guys. Why waste thousands of dollars and countless hours on training? that never touches on what matters most, how to make more money in real estate. For just $7, you can start a one-week trial at Rebus University today. 
And what that means is $13,000 worth of real estate courses on how to make more commissions will be available to you for a dollar a day. It's all you can eat. Go in there and take them all if you can. Only seven bucks. To start your seven day all access free trial, go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. These courses are guaranteed to get you more listings, more leads, and more commissions. Futureofrealestatetraining.com or just text the word trial to 444-999. That's T-R-I-A-L to 444-999. Now, so if you're not doing 20% yield on this buck 50 of people, yeah, what do you do? So here's the thing. Most people are, maybe they're doing things that are blocking them from, from really getting that result. That a lot of times people feel they've got a mindset block about it. That they feel that asking for referrals is weak. And that they don't want to feel like they can't get business on their own and that they're begging for business in a way. And that's really a mindset that blocks a lot of people subconsciously, you know, that they don't want to feel like that they can't generate business. It on makes their them own. look desperate is what you're saying. That's exactly. Right. Yeah, and I've had that feeling before, you know, you don't want to look desperate. You want to, of course you want to look like you're busy as heck and, and, yeah. and you don't need their business, but at the same time you'd be pissed if they listed with another agent. That's exactly right. So now you look at it and that the, the faulty thinking there is that, people are referring you as a favor to you. And that's not the way it works. People refer anything because it makes them feel good. Yeah, and right. You, all you need to do to look at this, to, to see this in action, is think about how we act in social situations. We are a referring society. We're a social network that we are constantly on the outlook to tell people about books and about movies and about restaurants. We're constantly recommending things and we're turning to our friends to get those recommendations for things, right? But when we bring it down to the little things, we see it happening all the time. Now, if we go all the way back there, you know, to through evolutionary psychology, how we're wired, that we are it's important that we continually prove our value to the herd, to our tribe of 150 people. Back when we were hunting and gathering, it was important for the survival of our 150 that we share information. So if yes. I'm out yeah. hunting, if I'm out gathering and I find a patch of blueberries and I see you on the trail on the way back to, the, to camp, and I say, hey, Pat, there's a big patch of blueberries over that hill. Now, what I've done is I've given you valuable information, mm -hmm. but what I've also done is I've raised my status in the herd right now. Oh, yeah, right. Like he's got, I like, have on the TV show Survivor, right? It's like, I, it's like the, the people that are cooking and catch, like one guy will go out and catch all the fish. Yeah. And then he raises his status in the tribe. And then there's some other slacker sitting there sleeping during the day. 
and his status drops down based on the fact that he hasn't caught any fish. That's it. So now you, to balance that out, you feel like you have to add value to me as quickly as possible. So you might say to me, well, watch out behind those trees because I saw a lion on the way over here. And now you've given me valuable information as we've balanced it out. So I like where you're going with this. So how, and, and with a realtor, I think what you're saying is that the real estate agent has to tell the, the, some, the people in the 150 mm -hmm. about the blueberries. Well, constantly about that. Yes. Constantly about the blueberries. So what, what, is, what are blueberries or what you could the, blueberries be? You need to be the blueberry. That's really what the realtors need to be is you need to be the blueberries that your clients are telling all their friends about. Now, when you look at this, if you get this idea that referrals uh, raise somebody's status in the herd, when they tell somebody about something that adds value to them, just think about how you feel if you, let's say you go somewhere on vacation, let's say you go to Cabo and you, there's a great restaurant there that's off the, off the beaten path and you have the most amazing time and you get to know the owner of the, the place and then you come back and you see somebody in conversation and they're telling you they're going to Cabo and you say, oh, well, you got to go to Lupe's or you got to go to wherever it is, right? And they... Now, when they go down there, when they come back, the next time you see them, you know that in the back of your mind, you're waiting for the acknowledgement. How was Lupe's, yeah. How great was Lupe's, right? Yeah, yeah, and if yeah. if they don't bring it up, you might say to them, hey, did you ever go to Lupe's? And they go, oh, my God, it was so great. Thank you so much. And you puff up and you get the stock price thing. goes up, yeah. You get the squirts of dopamine because you feel good that you brought that great value to them. Yeah, and it's true. It's so true. That's the same psychology for people referring anything. So now when we get that psychology of it down, now we can look at the mechanics of it. That how do referrals actually happen? Mm. And all referrals happen as a result of conversation. So people are in conversation and three things have to take place. Number one, they have to notice that the conversation's about real estate. Number two, they have to think about you. And number three, they have to introduce you to the person that they were just having that conversation. With. Okay, so, so number one, they have to know that the conversation's about real estate. They have to notice it, yeah. Because people yeah. are in conversation all the time. And they may have it, but it's they like may a particular be... activator antenna. It's like a yeah. little thing. Oh, someone is chatting about real estate. Yes. And then they have to think about you. That that think has about to you. be right. Because you know, they say that the average agent, uh, the average consumer forgets their agent's name every 17 days. That so again, it, it's, it's, it's all about the agent making sure they remember your name. Wait, I think about Pat Hyben. Okay. And then number three. And then number three. Yeah, go ahead. They have to introduce you they to make the, okay. the conversation okay. with. Yeah. And so that's important because here's what happens is I did, when we did the big real estate seminars, I did this for the last three years. I had 10 people at each event stand up and tell me the story of the last referral they got. And the stories were always my, uh, well, I just wanted to know the mechanics, right? So they would say, Pat called me and said that 
he was friends with my client, Kevin, and that Kevin said great things that I would, could I help him sell his house? That's predominantly how they happen. Passive referrals. People just show up already, you know, sold on you. Right. Right. Because Kevin told you about me. Yes, indeed. The other way is that Kevin might would call and say, Hey, I was just talking to my friend, Pat, about selling this house. You should give him a call. I was telling him all about you. That's a reactive referral. And that means now I have to do something to make that happen. Right. But here's the thing. Both of those are initiated by your client or by the, the referral. What never, what they're missing out on is that sometimes things happen in those conversations that they notice the conversation. They may think about you and they may say, oh, you should call Dean or you should call Pat. And then they leave it at that. They don't tell me that they had that conversation. And then you run into them in the grocery store 90 days later and they say, oh, hey, did my friend Pat ever give you a call? No, I never heard from Pat because (laughs) I didn't know that you had had that conversation. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And so for every time, because people say that all the time, I tell everybody about you. I tell people about you all the time. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I gave you like, I I used to get here that too. Oh, I referred you a bunch of people. I'm like, I don't, none of them called me. So, so, okay. So let's, let's talk about the nitty gritty here, Dean, because we understand the fundamentals now that you've explained them in this way. So what do I have to do? What does the agent in Tupelo, Mississippi need to do today to create this one, two, three process and to get a 20% return on their 150 list? Okay. So I'll tell you, I had something just recently that was both startling and amazing at the same time. I, in my GoGo agent forum, somebody was asking about, does anybody know where I can get carpet replaced today? Because we've got a closing tomorrow and the painter spilled paint all over the carpet. We need to get it replaced. Now, my brain, without my permission, started singing 800 588 empire which for 20 years had been smuggled into my brain against my permission and living there rent-free, just waiting to be triggered by somebody saying, where can I get same-day carpet? Same-day carpet, 800-588. So I say this same psychology we have available to us. We want to think we'll do it exactly the same way as it happens, right? We said that it's all in conversation. So if we could imagine, Pat, planting a chip in the ear of our top 150 and listening in on all their conversations like Homeland Security and saying, if we hear certain trigger words that we're alerted, and we can jump in, whisper in their ear, listen in on the conversation, and turn it into a, a referral. You almost tell them, hey, you say, if someone says real estate, you say Dean Jackson. That's I mean, the way we do. So what we do is we start to think about, well, what are the high probability conversations that people are going to be in? And we start to program them, right? So we do something where every month we're programming people. Let me show you something. Hang on. We do, um, I have something that we call the world's most interesting postcard. And what we do, we've got just interesting facts on the front here. 
And then on the back is a little post-it note that we program a different conversation. So January is a high probability that people are going to be talking about buying their first house, right? So we may say, we start and we have the conversation where we'll say, hey, Pat, just a quick note in case you hear someone talking about buying their first home this month. January is the time where New Year's resolutions are made. Buying a house is often the biggest resolution that people make. If you hear someone talking about it, give me a call or text me, and I'll get you a copy of our Six Steps to Homeownership book to give them. Plenty of people make a decent living selling real estate, but how many manage to make millions to become a millionaire? Imagine how much more profitable your business would be if you had the chance to learn from someone who actually made their millions selling real estate. Rebus University instructors know what it takes to build a highly successful, highly lucrative real estate business because they've done exactly that. These self-made real estate millionaires spent years in the trenches identifying exactly what works in today's markets. And that's exactly what they teach. Right now, we're running a seven-day trial on Rebus University's all-access package. For just $7, you can get access to every course. Every millionaire real estate instructor, there's over 40 of them, 40 millionaire real estate instructors that Rebus University has to offer. You have access to all of them. To start your seven-day free trial for only 7 bucks, go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. That's futureofrealestatetraining.com or text trial t-r-i-a-l to 444-999 that's trial to 444-999 so we look at it that each month we start thinking about what are the high probability conversations that are happening here Right, So if you think about January first-time buyers, maybe February you hear about somebody getting married, maybe March the spring market's right around the corner, so you talk about if you hear anybody talking about selling their house this spring, tax time in April, if you hear anybody talking about using their tax return as a down payment on their house, or June, school's out, a lot of families want to make a move over the summer and get settled before school starts back up. Summer, maybe people are looking for a sweat equity project to invest in a house that they can fix up. Or you see where I'm going with that? that every- yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you, you just have to do things, send things, call things, text things, you know, and there's a million uh, ways that you can do this, guys, and it's been on multiple guests on our podcast have, hmm. have t- tons of ways to do it. But the key that I think we're getting at here is, you know, as much as possible, and you just want to make sure, that, you know, you have to ask yourself this question, and that is, you know, Scott Jones, who I sold a house to in 2017, if someone says real estate, does he think Dean Jackson or does That's he, you know exactly what I mean? Right. Pat or whatever, you know? Yes. So uh, I wanted to talk to you, Dean, about the listing multiplier index because this thing is hot and there's a lot of people online talking about it. And I was like, what the hell is this? Can you, can you give me a background on this? 
Sure. So, you know, I look at, again, everything's about leverage, right? So I look at where the opportunities that people have that are sort of, you know, competition proof in a way, right? Your top 150 is uniquely yours. When you get a listing, you're the only one that has the opportunity to really maximize that because it's- Yeah, true. right. And then, and, then when you get, and here's the thing that agents don't understand. A listing is a pot of gold, right? Yeah. A, a listing to me should be worth three buyers, you know, three good buyers. So uh, we look at it, that we, we're looking for five opportunities for it. Five opportunities. Okay, well, okay, okay, this is where you're going. Okay, keep going. Yeah, so we look at it that, you know, you've got an opportunity for number one, to get the listing sold. So that's going to get your first uh, point, your first commission for that. You've got the opportunity to find the buyer for that house. You got a chance to find a buyer who's going to buy another house that maybe they, you meet them because they were inquiring about that one or they came to an open house or they called on your ad or whatever. And, but that wasn't the house for them. So they bought something else you've got a chance to get the next listing in that neighborhood because of the work that you did on getting that one sold. And you've got a chance to get a referral from the seller. Those are the five sort of categories of things. And just like you said, you may find three buyers from it. But what we look for is to see, I have people back test. So we take the last 10 listings that they got and see of the last 10, how many transactions did you get out of five? So we get a total score out of 50. Now, when I present this to people for the first time, typically sometimes maybe two of the listings didn't sell. Or yep. maybe they, got, uh, they sold them all and they found three or four extra buyers and they got another listing, but they got 15 total commissions out of the 50 possible that we're measuring for. So we take that number now that they get out of 50 and we divide it by 10 to get their listing multiplier index, like their golf handicap. That means that their current system, if they got, if they got 15 points out of 50, that they, when we divide it by 10, their listing multiplier index is 1.5. So that means their current system right now, whatever they're doing, on average, yields 1.5 transactions from every uh, from the from listing, every and and, th and this include like they they would have to directly attribute yes, and it's going to be usually well, no, it could be buyers or sellers, right? It could be yeah. a neighbor who yeah. who needs to sell, right, yeah. or walks into an open house you're holding. It could yeah. be a uh, and and then another listing. It could be a buyer that calls or 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 whatever off the side. Kind of house to sell. Any, anything. Yeah. The whole goal is to focus on that listing and then and then record every year that listing multiplier index. And and here's the thing: it over time it could change because some you know the neighbor moving the neighbor moving could take nine months mm -hmm. before they list their house. So you almost have to every three months go back. And yeah. not just look well, at where your deals came yeah. from, but look at what house they were attributed to. The way we do it, Pat, is look at the last 10. So as long as they're in the board, as long as it's that on the thing, that just like your golf score, you're, you know, you're, the oldest one drops off and replaces. So it's a rolling average of your last 10. And so that, that methodology we're seeing now people with listing multiplier indexes of 3.5, 3.6, you know, that are uh, concentrating on it. 
you end up with more and over a, a you know a, a period of 10 listings that's a big difference the saddest thing that i see is when people uh, feel like, well, I'm in a hot market and uh, I price them right and I put them on and they all sell in seven days and I don't have to do just listeds or I don't have to do info box flyers or those kind of things. And it's so sad to me to see that kind of thinking because what they're really saying is that they're losing out, they're losing money. You know, I look at the difference between if you get 10 listings and they're worth $10,000 per side, per uh, yeah. transaction right. of those on average, that's, uh, you see, it's $100,000 if all 10 of them sell, but you get that 100000 but you've lost 400000 by not focusing on getting the other what's, four. What's, a, what's a good benchmark? Like, what do you, what do you think agents should well, our, so buy I think, for? Yeah, so we're setting just like, this is what I get to see now, setting these standardized metrics. And I know that 20% yield on your, on your relationship portfolio is the gold standard. And that uh, over three, 3.5 is, is a very achievable number for people to focus on for their Three to three goal. and a half. Yep. And imagine what the difference could be if on the next 10 listings, if they got three transactions from each one, you know? And again, it's the same thing as the following up with past clients. There's, there's a million different ways that you can hear about yeah. on other podcasts, guys, about how to, you know, massively uh, build from a success up, like I say in my book, yeah. you know, take that success and build on it, build on it, build on it, build on it. There's tons of ideas. Yeah. I mean, I used to have, you know, advertisements and just solds from shit that I had sold a year ago, right? right. If, it was, if it was hot, I, I you know, I would... I would run the ad or, or, or send the postcard if it, yeah. if it caught eyes, you know? So, yeah, that's yeah. it. So let's talk a little bit about listing lifestyle. Um, tell me about this. So that's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's just over a year now. I've been doing this listing agent lifestyle podcast. And so we talk about the, um, you know, I've got eight elements of the listing agent lifestyle that include, you know, getting listings, multiplying your listings, getting referrals, converting leads, finding buyers, and then the three lifestyle elements of, of daily joy, abundant time, and financial peace. And wow. there, it's kind of a great framework for taking a listing-centric approach to you know, building a business that supports your life rather than... So why did you pick listings versus buyers, Dean? Well, I think that that's really the, um, if you're going to be, I think, a, a really successful realtor going forward, it's got to be a listing-centric approach. That's so much more leverage. Explain that. Well, you've got certainly all of these things where you've got, you're going to use the listings to uh, multiply themselves, just like we're talking about, where you've got now... An opportunity, one of the things we talk about in finding buyers is doing, is triangulating what's happening here. You know, finding and dominating a category where you can find buyers, but find category buyers as opposed to specific listing buyers. So what I mean by that is here in Winter Haven, the most popular or most expensive thing are lakefront homes. There's about 2,000 lakefront homes 
here in Winter Haven. And the category of lakefront home buyer is a, is a valuable thing that you can find buyers for lakefront homes without having to have a listing for it. So many times people feel like you got to have listings to, to get buyers, but you really, it goes both ways. I saw there was a really great ad campaign that Molson Canadian Beer did where they would buy full page ads in Cosmo magazine and they would put this dream guy in there in a field with puppies in a sweater and it would just be like you could see them tearing it out and putting it on their uh, on their wall kind of thing right and the the copy said you know his address the intersection of masculinity and sensitivity his beer molson canadian now what they did the reason that they bought that ad was so that they could buy ads in men's magazines, which was their real target audience. And they would run ads that said, hundreds of thousands of women pre-programmed for your convenience. And they would show a picture of the ad they were running in Cosmo and say, while you're reading this ad, hundreds of thousands of women are reading a completely different ad. And they, and they kind of like showed a picture of the Cosmo ad? attraction women feel for guys Rick Molson. And that same kind of thing approaches here. When you've got a category way of finding buyers, we would run ads in Homes and Land magazines and online looking for people who were looking for lakefront homes. And we would send them a lakefront weekly updates of all of the lakefront homes. Yeah. Then we would be doing our getting listings program for finding people who are going to be selling their lakefront home and we'd have the opportunity to match them match them up and you could do that easily now with social media just pay for exactly right pay for people that like certain things or interested or whatever or get them to reach out and shake their hand and get some free list of the top five lakefront home prices ever sold exactly the next thing you know boom yep that's exactly it. So that's been, that's, that's, there's so much cool stuff, you know, so much fun that we can uh, apply to all of this stuff. Yeah, this is brilliant stuff. So Dean, as you know, everybody that comes on the show brings with them a free gift. And what we do with these free gifts is we uh, put them on in your show notes. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put uh, your show notes at hybendigital.com backslash Dean Jackson. Okay. And what the free gift usually is, is a, is a, you know, a PDF, just a checklist or a form that they could use in their daily business. Mm-hmm. What, what is something that you could give our rock star nation? Uh, I can today? give everybody a copy of the Listing Agent Lifestyle book a digital copy of the book. I'll send it over to you. They can uh, get that right there. Oh man, that that's brilliant. He's going to give you guys the whole book. You just got to go to hybendigital.com backslash Dean Jackson. I'm also going to put all of Dean's social media links. I'm going to put all his information. If you want to reach out to him and say, hey, Dean, thanks for sharing so much. I appreciate it. And his book will also be in the agent success toolbox, which could be found on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text the word toolbox to 444-999. Dean, this has been a blast, buddy. We need to uh, meet up in the future and uh, break some bread. 
I love it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Finally, we got together. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.